0: A favor. I need you to to go to the Doomsday Clock, and you know what? At, at this point, just just push the hand at twelve. Just <laughs> let's just you know what. I let's let's just go to the apocalypse, and and deal with the machines.
1: I mean, the faster we get to the apocalypse, the faster we can start dealing with the post-apocalypse, right?
0: Right, right, and depending what you know, post apocalypse get might not be all that bad. You know. Demolition man, okay. Not great. Ah uh, we'll, 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 we'll learn postman, how to we'll,
1: we'll learn how to use three the, seas- the three C s the three C shells. I mean there's that.
0: The, the postman. Yeah the Postman not not still not great. No. Uh but here we are, sir. Until mm. the Hand strikes 12 on Doomsday Clock, we're here, we're back again, a little little off schedule for us. Uh, It is a Thursday night here, normally we've been recording these bad boys on a Friday night. Uh, Our normal rotation would have been for us scheduling last Friday, but you had some stuff going on. Um, But obviously a lot of stuff's been happening, we want to get an episode out and talk about some stuff. So here we are back again, another exciting episode of the devil's do drew uh how 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 are you doing buddy
1: <laughs> uh, I'm about as well as one can be, given you know and i'm I'm doing the little everything gesture with my hands that you can't see right now, but you know yeah yeah i'm i'm am i I'm okay um the sense of impending doom is kind of omnipresent so that's fun but other than that i'm okay um recorded some some music i got another song i would consider to be done for the long cold dark record so that leaves two more that i have to sing um and then i'll be done with that although you know then we have to get into some final mix tweaks and i still don't have artwork and yada yada so we'll we'll, you know we'll all get to to that business and there won't probably ever be a show to support the release of this record so there's there's that to deal with as well fun 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 um i did uh on the other hand have some you know bright spots uh in in there um i went to the drive-in on saturday to see metallica Ooh! how was that tremendous excellent excellent. Um, pricey, which is unfortunate, but if you had a car full of people, um, you know, it shakes out decently per head cause they charge by the car. But at the same time, a car full of people in the midst of a pandemic is not the best strategy, I guess. So really? win some lose some there, I guess, but, uh, whatever, you know, me, um, my friend Jason and my friend, Mike, um, we all went together and, Pulled out the beach chairs, opened up the cooler, and uh, yeah, it was a great, great performance by Metallica. So, um, their first actually. I'm sorry. Was this
0: live or was it pre recorded? Or this was
1: recorded uh, about three weeks ago, um, specifically for this event. Um, Okay. And it's the first time they had played together um, for in any capacity since uh, S and M two from San Francisco last last year where um I was if you recall. So, and as serendipitous as that is, uh my SNM2 box set arrived as well, but I have not gotten a chance to properly spin the records yet or watch the Blu-ray. I'm waiting till I have uh some proper company to do such things. So, I'm just uh, and that and I've been just swamped and busy. So, um but I have listened to the uh listened to it a couple times uh, during the work day and yep. It's Fantastic. So I look forward to spinning the vinyl and watching the Blu-ray. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, James Hetfield, especially, it's very relieving to see uh, looks much, much healthier than he did a year ago. Uh, immediately after SNM um, and m 2, he checked himself back into rehab for the first time publicly anyway since his initial entry into rehab in 2001, 2002-ish. So when that happened last year, it was pretty alarming for uh, the Metallica fan community. And um, he looked fantastic. Uh, so as of now, he looks like he dropped quite a bit of weight. He he cut his hair, <laughs> which at one time would have been blasphemous in Metallica land. But then when he started trying to grow it back and it was a off, off, uh, off shiny silver and uh, he was clearly a little bit heavier than he should have been last year it just did not quite look right so the fact that he uh dropped some weight and cropped cropped the thing cropped things back he he looks five years younger at a minimum already so just good to see a guy like that uh healthy and and still kicking so that was cool um and uh let's see I have been playing. Uh, I got, a, I got some some games. I got a couple games at the on the Wii. Wii. Oh my god! Where's my brain? The Switch, the <laughs> Nintendo eShop, the Switch eShop. Um, they were on sale, so I pounced. I got Castlevania. Um, Castlevania. Oh my god! Listen to me. I'm sorry. Bloodstained. Okay. true. To be fair, to be fair, you you cannot. True, you can't blame me for for confusing Castlevania with Bloodstained. It's the same thing. <laughs>
0: that's, that's fair. That's fair. But I have to say, if you are not drinking, please start. If you are drinking, <laughs> stop.
1: I am I, not, but it's a Thursday, so it's just not not on the cards tonight, my friend. Um. So anyway, Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon two, I got. Um, it's the eight bit version. Um, Curse of the Moon is the eight bit iteration of the Bloodstained franchise, and then Ritual of the Night is the full blown, you know, next gen version. 3D and whatnot. So I've only played it for about oh two minutes or so. So I can't properly review that title yet. First one was fantastic, but um, yep. Then I also got Golf Story on uh, on Switch. The Switch exclusive, as I found out, which I did not know. I thought it was a Steam, you know, indie game and all that. That was also on the Switch, but no, it's a Switch exclusive. Yeah. And uh, I got it for seven fifty, and I, I, I have already more than gotten my seven fifty worth out of this. Cute, clever, uh, fun, weird, but charming RPG slash golf game.
0: <laughs> you and Alan have been mentioning it's. It's really fun. Golf. It's really fun. I hate golf. Hate the game.
1: <laughs> but video game golf is not bad, and um, it's actually kind of enjoyable. Much less strenuous than real golf and uh, yeah. much less rich uh, uh, pompous people to deal with as well in, in video game golf. So, you know, that helps. Right. Um, in any case, uh, yeah, golf story. S- super fun so far. Um, um, there's, you know, themed areas like, you know, the first area is just kind of like a rundown golf course, typical, you know, green golf course, right? Country clubish. The second area is a prehistoric um, (laughs) dinosaur land kind of area with cavemen people and like there's hot tar on the courses and there's dinosaur bone obstructions and things like that. So, you know, it's got a lot of charm. There's an ice area. There's a tropical area, which I have not gotten into yet. So just a very interesting, interesting game.
0: At any point, do you have to play the ball off of Frankenstein's fat foot?
1: Uh, not as of yet, but given the game's sense of humor, it's possible.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) Cool. Sounds fun. Do recommend. Um, anything else? Anything else? I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I started watching that high score, uh, video game docuseries on Netflix. We can talk about that at some point if you want um yeah i watched it okay i'm like finishing no i'm like four or five episodes in um i just finished the genesis uh versus super nintendo episode and i had some mixed feelings about it um i I don't want to get too deep into it because i want to get get into uh your week and then we can get into the show proper i would just say that overall i find i do find this doc to be in in some areas very well done in other areas lacking severely um yeah like, some of the things they choose to focus on are kind of like, eh, that's not really important to this story. Or at least I don't think it is, but whatever. And then there's other parts that are just like, like some stuff they they go into. Like in the Genesis episode, for example, they spend all this time on the development of Madden. And it's like, yes, Madden was important in the is kind of like, you know, rise. But they spent like 10 to 15 minutes of this documentary on it. And if you really think about it, EA and Madden could be its own Episode of this program. So, yeah. like, why don't we just mention the importance of the sports games on the Genesis and maybe elaborate on that as a general theme and how they sold, and talk to some of the key people involved in that. In that, and save all the all those specific things about Madden for a, its own episode. I just I found that to be kind of annoying.
0: Yeah, but the, um, anyway, I, I find that if you if you are not familiar with video game history. It's an interesting watch. Yeah. Um, if you are familiar with a lot of video game history as a whole, it's going to be a lot of retread of stuff you probably already know. That, I think that's how I
1: feel about it, yeah.
0: Um, the, did you get to the fighting
1: game episode? Not as of yet, no.
0: Yeah, it's not great.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, there, there you, was there they, was definitely they, stuff...
0: They keep calling um, them fight games. Fight games? Who wrote yeah. the script for that? Fight I don't know, but they need to be fired.
1: Yes, that, that's it. they are fighting games. Yes. Yes. That's odd. Yeah, there was a lot of that in the first few episodes. I thought, like, yeah, this is interesting. I mean, or, well, rather, I know these anecdotal stories. I know these things. Like, yeah. I mean, not for nothing. The, the Genesis and Sega as a whole, like, that could be its own docuseries and the decisions that got made. And they really could have interviewed more people or at least gotten like if you're talking about the rise of the genesis and going up against nintendo they could have spent some time maybe interviewing people from nintendo as well saying hey you know at this point in time sega was nipping at our heels and here's what we thought internally and here was our strategy to deal with them and then cut back to sega people saying you know we were going to do this and they were going to do that we were going to do that. you know what i mean like yeah. really kind of sell the volleying you know and but instead it, it just didn't get didn't have that and i don't know Miss again, I'm happy this series exists in my mind, you like, you know, it's Yeah. but it it is f- definitely not for people like you and I who have have a more vested knowledge of of these things. And I'm not by, by right. no means am I saying that my knowledge is like exhaustive. I just, you know, like you said, like if you have a passing interest in video games, you probably know a lot of this stuff. Right. Anyway, um that's that's really about it. Still that's it.
0: Cool. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. So, I'm trying to think of my week. Uh, yeah, so going back to Saturday, um, we had some some people over, uh, socially distanced as possible, to tear down our deck mm-hmm. in the backyard. So, we're getting a concrete patio put in. And. Drew, to to quote some movies we've been talking about recently, I got a bad feeling about this. Oh. So I, so I'm seeing some stuff that was under that deck. I'm like mm, this might be a little more expensive than we were thinking. Why? But we'll see what happens. what's going on down there. Uh so we got to get stairs built and some of the wood that was behind the deck in the house isn't looking healthy. Oh. So We'll see what happens. Okay. I'm not going to report some bad until I have some better report. So we did that Saturday night. We went over to my friend Brian's house because he was doing an outdoors movie streaming on a projector. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, social distance and whatnot. Now I, Julie and I are kind of, opening up a little bit more to social activities because numbers in this area have been pretty good for a while now. Yeah. Uh, still still being careful, but we're kinda we're kinda open to more things than we were previously. So but Brian had a movie night at his place and he streamed Bill and Ted faced music.
1: Oh, I have yet to watch, but I do plan on it um within the next week or
0: so. Okay. I will I will hold off any comments until you see it. Okay. All right. Uh, so, and then that was Saturday night, and then Sunday evening, William comes down with a fever. Oh, and I'm like, "Oh crap!" Yeah. Now, now I know. I mean, granted, incubation period two weeks. I knew that most likely it was not COVID, right? But uh, you,
1: you're still concerned, though, obviously.
0: But. The concern is still there. Absolutely. So the next day, uh, he and Julie went and got tested at the rapid testing facility they set up. No no positive results, happy to say. And he took the test like a champ. Um <laughs> didn't didn't cry at all. Um, so yeah, so that was good. And then like the next couple of days we're just dealing with him with a fever, so not a lot of sleep was had mm. going around. Um, trying to think of anything else. He has been watching um, Batman: Mask of Phantasm like crazy, really on Netflix. Yeah, that's spe- watching that, like
1: crazy That specifically loves it. Hmm.
0: Yeah, because it's the only one on Netflix. Ah. Um and it hasn't given him any nightmares yet. So I'm ready to reapproach showing him the animated series. But the funniest thing is. There's, there's a part in mask of phantasm where the phantasm kills, uh, I think it's Chucky Saul in the graveyard. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how well you remember the film. It's been
1: a long time.
0: (laughs) When, when Chucky's goons come up to try and save him, the phantasm is just like going away, but from a distance, he looks like Batman. So the goons go, it's the bat. It's the stinking bat. So now William is just going around going, "It's the stinking bad." I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, "Okay, And he's playing a lot of Mario
1: Odyssey. Oh, uh, so Grant's not the only one that's gets obsessed to, with Mario did, at the moment.
0: Yeah, he gets to a point that he can't get past, and I have to do it for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times I'm like, "I'm like, no, no, you. I didn't have anyone do it for me. You can." figure this out by yourself. Um, And so sometimes I help them. I'm just like, I don't remember what I did here to get past this buddy. So you're just going to have to go be the dinosaur again and be happy with that. Um, So, yeah. So yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it as far as what's been going on with me. Um, Dear listeners, we appreciate you hanging out with us again. We appreciate you stopping by. We've got some fun things to talk about. We've got some sad things to talk about. Um, But we always want to hear from you, and we definitely appreciate hearing from you. Um, Oh, this kind of segues back into something. So I know that in our last episode, I said I was going to put, like, a poll out in the field of where you listener would like our show to go next, what direction we want to take. That's yet to be done. I apologize for that. One of the main reasons that has yet to be done is because like 99% of my Facebook stuff has been done on my phone. And in order to curtail the intake of toxicity mm. in my, my mind and my heart, my psyche, um, I've deleted the Facebook and Twitter apps off my phone. Drew it makes a big difference. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, like, uh obviously, there's a lot, still a lot of ominous stuff and whatnot going on that you can't help but not hear about and whatnot. But, uh, dude, I tell you, especially Twitter, Twitter is just not having instant access to Twitter.
1: The the trick with Twitter is to never read the the the, the replies to tweets that you're subscribed to, <laughs> but but you can't help it. You just yeah,
0: I don't even read the count, just the basically what people are posting and sharing It's just like ah.
1: uh, well so i yeah, I, I, that's I, I keep a very uh a very curated collection of things i follow so i try to limit limit the things to things i want to know about <laughs> as best i can right. facebook on the so, other hand but, yeah you know just a yeah. quick aside what they don't tell you about when you're a kid is one of the hardest parts of becoming an adult is watching your family members act a fool on on social media and reveal their i'm just gonna assume their true selves and um yeah that's not fun and it's not good and it definitely yeah. uh wants it that it, it, that'll break your spirit a little bit so yeah that's, yeah. that's my life now
0: so sure the long short of it folks the social media is bad um well <laughs> it is but yeah. then
1: again People are bad, and people use social media, unfortunately. It's just revealing what they were Still, already thinking.
0: Yeah, but um, that, I will do my best to get that poll out there this week. Um, but, as always, we do want to hear from you. Mm. Um, if you want to communicate with us, send us questions or comments to be right on the air. You can do so at the following locations. You can like us on, you can follow us on Twitter at Pod. You can like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash devilsdewpod. You can email us at thedevilsdewpod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, thedevilsdewpodcast.com. Drew, that being said, we do have some emails. All right. Uh, first up, coming from new show regular, Mr. Cyrus Moore. Yes. Greetings, greetings gentlemen. Hope you are well. First, let me begin by correcting a bit of slander from your last episode. ruh I do not I do not like the prequels. In fact, I like a prequel. Huge difference. I think Cyrus doth protest too much.
1: <laughs> Clutching um, his Jar Jar plush. <laughs> I kid next,
0: I kid. We kid well, Cyrus. Uh, but now the Star Wars reviews are in the rear view mirror and we can move on to less controversial things we enjoy. Speaking of which, the Batman. That's coming out like tomorrow, right? It really should. Hey, hey, <laughs> well, yeah. Gonna be a <laughs> It's gonna be a couple of hot minutes on that. We're actually gonna be talking about that a little bit later on. So Cyrus, as always, thank you for your email. Uh, next up is Mr. Daniel Harbin. I know Daniel Harbin. All right, cool. What are the odds of Eternals or Shang-Chi being the first Marvel movie that flops? So, okay, how are we, I guess my first question here is how are we defining flop? Are we defining it in the financial sense or in the film sense? Because if we're defining it in the financial sense, neither one is going to flop. Even, they're, they're very rare that especially in the world War live-in that a comic book film quote unquote flops even the bad ones make money
1: yeah um the marvel brand is so strong and i just realized how much my buffalo accent came up when i said brand just now um the the marvel brand is so strong that um and and its fan base is so loyal that as long as they is the, as long as the trailer looks remotely interesting and they throw some hooks into the mcu proper um I think it's going to be just fine. The only concern, I mean, ultimately at this point, we really have to start thinking about the world we live in. Um, Financial flop at this point. I I don't even know how to quantify that at the moment because I I don't know that the movie business is ever, they're going to, this is a huge COVID is COVID has basically rendered the whole business model of movies obsolete. So, They're going to have to figure out a new way to do it, and I don't know what that way is per se yet, and I don't know that Disney or the the industry knows exactly how it's going to work just yet. You're seeing varying strategies and things right now kind of playing out. I don't know what the final returns are going to be. I don't know how much money Disney's going to make on selling Mulan for $30 for people at home. I, I don't know how much they're going to take in. Like, is it going? Yeah. Is it going? Is is that the key to making more than a billion? I I have no idea. This is all very in flux. So unfortunately for Marvel, like I I'm your guess is as good as mine, dude. If they they could put Shang Chi out, it could be the greatest movie ever that they've ever done. But without theaters to see it, and you know box office reporting directly, like I have no idea how to gauge its success overall. You know.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, obviously everybody wants to return to normal and whatnot, but I think that as far as the movie theater industry goes, if you define normal as where we were at prior to COVID, we're probably looking at close to a decade. Like just based on how long it's going to take for, you know, people and mass that they were getting comfortable going back Two theaters um, and theater, and films taking in the box office. They they were prior to this. I think it's going to be a really long time. It could possibly reach it like close to ten years. Um,
1: You're not wrong. So, it, it certainly is not so as fast we'll, as everyone thinks it's going to be. I'll tell you that right now. Get used to the way things yeah, are, so, folks, because it's not changing overnight. <laughs>
0: So yeah, so we'll see. I think if we approach the question and avoid if things, you know, if we track COVID from the situation, it's it's tough to say because, like, you know, we are and we go back to the the same example, which is Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, Marvel announced Guardians, and we were all like, "Really? This is what you're giving us?" And then they gave us Guardians, and we're like, "Can we have some more, please?" Uh-huh. I was I was going to bring up Guardians. So, yeah. So like I mean I think of the two, Shang-Chi is the one I'm more excited about because it's definitely like more of a street level character, which we really haven't seen in the cinematic universe. We've mm-hmm. seen it obviously on the Netflix universe, but not really in the cinematic universe. Yeah. Um Spider Man to a to an extent, uh, but not like that kind of really just down in the streets. Uh, Character. So, Shang-Chi. I'm more excited about Eternals. I mean, it's it's a Jack Kirby creation. You know, Marvel's going to do it right. I got to see the trailer. I
1: I, got to be honest. I I still don't have much interest in it. (laughs) So it's you you know, uh, I I have to see what it's about. Show me show me a trailer. Show me what the tone you're going for. Show me the scope, and then I'll you know I'll be able to kind of invest myself more but just as a property i have as much interest in it as i did guardians before guardians was guardians but then the trailer you know obviously came out and then we said okay we're all in right so
0: yeah show us the trailer show us any trailer Give us something. although you know i was actually thinking about this yesterday and a little bit today if there are any positives to be taking away from this whole thing um The break we've gotten from Marvel films has been refreshing. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love some Marvel films. But it's... Can we maybe... Especially...
1: Would you... Especially... the I'm sorry. Break I'm, came after Endgame. I was just gonna say, do you think that we Marvel kind of lucked out in that sense? Where I mean, not yes. not as lucky as they can be in in the world we live in. Uh, yeah, like yeah, that uh, they're fortunate in a way. Like because if we were still waiting to see Endgame, like oh my god, I can't even imagine the the cloud of of doubt and anticipation we all we'd all feel. But you know, I said when I said when Endgame came out, it kind of felt like the it it f it, it felt like the end of the whole the whole thing. We know it will never be the end, of course. But man, yeah. if, if that was the end, it cer they, they stuck that landing.
0: <laughs> yes, they did. Um, okay, now moving on to the triumphant return of the own of double of the Devils Do Own Young Bucks, the Mac Matt and Nick of <laughs> the Devils Do. Mr. Alan Waiters and Mr. J. Jelsemino. So starting out with uh Jay, uh Drew and Carl. Mm-hmm. Do you have at least a glimmer of hope for The Suicide Squad? Uh the the new one coming from um James Gunn. Oh James Gunn. Um Um it's a James Gunn movie, so uh he's and it seems to be a uh, subject material that's kind of right up his alley. So I think it will be fun. I anticipate fun. Minimum. Yeah. Yeah. At, at minimum.
1: Um, um, I think it's a hard, I mean, based on what I saw of the, Um, we'll talk about fandom, obviously, but I, from what I saw from the, the character reveals that they did, that little, that, that sizzle reel character reveal thing they did. Like yeah. they're just kind of pretend I, I can just kind of tell they're, they're just shrugging off that first movie. Like, yeah, don't look over there. <laughs> Forget about <laughs> it. You know what I mean? We're over You're here right. and that's fine. Yeah. Um, and it looks uh, pretty fun and, but you know, we'll see. I, it, it's, I'm, I'm going to be really ugh. seeing. Yeah. I had to deal with John Cena being shoved down my throat for, like, ever in wrestling land, and now he's just going to, like, start getting shoved down my throat in Hollywood, and that kind of annoys me now, to an irrational level.
0: Shoot, you're going to get The Rock all over again.
1: Ugh, except so like, yeah, but, but I like The Rock. <laughs> I don't and like now, John Cena. <laughs>
0: his weird hair. now... And now you can see him oh. on the big
1: screen. Now we don't have a choice but to see him.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, well, speaking uh, speaking of wrestling, mm. Drew, yes, would you rather see Kenny and Moxley in the G one or Okada and Naito in AEW for two months?
1: Oh wow! Um. I have to say, I want to see Moxley and Kenny in the G1 because the matches that they would have to go into would just be, I mean, the the G1 is awesome as it is. Um, and both of those guys have excelled in the G1 and, and Moxley's only done it once, but he had a great, great run in it last year. Um, Kenny has won the G1 and put on some of the best matches I've ever seen in the G1. So, yeah, I, w- I would love to have both of them at the same time in the G1. That'd be great. Now, that's not a slight to the I- idea of Naito and Okada and AEW, but as much as I love AEW, and I do, I would trust that they would handle Okada and Naito um, like the stars that they are and treat them like a big deal, I just don't know if I like the idea it it the eh, it it's not quite the same they they wouldn't be able to put on the big stage matches that they do in New Japan because in New Japan, as we just talked about before, they don't really do weekly t v so like when there's an n j p w show it's a big show, so they those two guys in particular are like kingpins in the main event of the company, and the main event style of the company is like the greatest wrestling in the world. AEW does have great matches, but it's, it's different. Like weekly free television is just different than, um, big, right. big card, big fight feel kind of stuff. So, um, again, I, I trust Tony Khan, the owner proprietor of AEW to handle those guys with dignity and respect, but I I just don't know that they would come off as big as they really deserve on free television anyway. So yeah, give me Moxley yeah. and Kenny in the G1 at the same time and I think that would be uh pretty awesome. Pretty awesome.
0: Cool. So really quickly before we get to Jay's question for me, three three questions for you for the upcoming pay-per-view. You can oh. simply give me a yes or no answer. You don't have to go in depth. Okay. Does MJF win the belt? Mm.
1: Snap judgment no
0: do kenny and hangman finally split yes do the young bucks turn heel no okay all right cool um so jay's question to me carl what feature would you like to see in transformers earth wars and Uh, what is one character conspicuous by their absence? Um, So just for a little background on this, Jay and I have both been playing this mobile game, Transformers Earth Wars, and it's exactly what you expect it to be. It's a mobile game. It's basically just there to get you to spend money on microtransactions, which I can proudly announce I have not done. Jay has said he has not done it. I have no reason not to believe him. But but I have no way to prove that he hasn't either. So, uh, what feature would I like to see in Transformers Earth Wars? I'd like to be able to control my army in a battle. That would be nice. Um figure that's kind of basic, because when they peel off and attack things that they don't need to attack, I, it drives me nuts. But again, this game is essentially a... It's, it's an ant farm with Transformers. <laughs>
1: Can you shake it up, like like in Rywal's Wild Kingdom?
0: I, c- I could try. <laughs> um, and what is one character conspicuous by their absence? I think he's referring to Wheelie here. Uh, yeah, Wheelie. I've not seen them in the game. So, but I do have Galvatron. He's pretty boss. And my star, my star screen does have the crown. Oh, yeah. Oh, Andrew. Nice attention and- to detail. They, oh yeah, they they go deep in this game as far as like stuff you can get and stuff you can unlock. I have, I have a transformer because I chose to do Decepticons. Obviously, I have a transformer by the name of Viper. Mm-hmm. And Drew, would you like to know what Viper transforms into? uh a a a Dodge Viper. No, oh. he transforms into a cobra rattler. Oh. I approve of this. And his face looks like wild weasel. No. <laughs> I can dig it. And in, I can dig it. And he comes he comes with the Baroness. And is subservient to her. So they have versions of the transforms you can get that transform into G.I. Joe vehicles. Hmm. Hmm-hmm. Jay has uh, a hound that transforms into the vamp. (laughs) And I know for a fact that there's a sound wave that transforms into a hiss tank.
1: Oh my God. Oh, Hasbro. There's
0: it, it is, it is a, a micro transaction pushing game, but there's a lot of cool stuff in there. A lot of deep cut stuff that you wouldn't expect. Um, so yeah. So Jay, thank you very much for your questions. We really appreciate it. Now on to Mr. Alan Waiters. Um, Alan writes, "Gentlemen, it's been a while, and hope all is well. I know you have a lot of news to cover." Carl and Drew. With the untimely passing of Chadwick Boseman, do you think Marvel will pass the mantle to Shuri since many fans don't want to see him recast, or do you think they won't make another film to honor him? Um, I actually do want to address this question here because when we, obviously, we are going to talk about the passing of Chadwick Boseman, I don't really want to focus on the Marvel stuff. Um, So I'll address this question here. I, it sounds... It sounds um, uncaring and harsh, but I think they should recast because I believe there is an importance to the character and what. And I'm not just talking about within the Marvel Cinematic Universe; I'm talking about culturally. There's an importance to this character, and yes, most of that came from Chadwick, but having the Black Panther as that vessel that we got to share in his art through. Is still an important thing that I I believe they should do when recast. Now, if they say that they are going to pass the mantle to Shuri, I'm a hundred percent fine with that as well. What do you think, Drew?
1: Uh Similar thoughts. Um, I mean, the nature of the character is 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 uh, that the mantle can be passed. So, you know, what will I? I'm not the thing is they're not above recasting. You know what I mean? They have done it before. But never for a character as high profile as this. So I, I really don't know I don't know. Don't know. Um I don't I have no idea. I think I think it's very easy to just let Shuri take the reins, but I don't know what Marvel's plans were. I don't know, you know, how that is gonna work with their big big, big picture initiative stuff, I, I just I just have no idea. Um, yeah. It certainly makes the most sense, but, you know, we'll see.
0: Yep. Okay. Uh, Carl, you and I are on the same page when it comes to remakes of movies, but we agree some 80s cartoons remakes were superior to the original, like Thundercats of 2011, which recently uh, is available on Hulu. The Netflix Voltron and the recently released Transformers War for Cybertron on Netflix. Uh, Why are these cartoons better than the original, which were highly acclaimed, and will there be a modern G.I. Joe cartoon? So, uh, talking about the, the Thundercats and the Voltron shows, I think what, especially with the Thundercats show, is it was written so well. The 2011 Thundercats, folks, if you haven't seen it, Unfortunately, it was only one season because the toys didn't sell, and it was ultimately put out there to make toys. But with a lot of these shows, you're starting to see that the people involved in these shows have a deep seated love of the original source material, and they treat it amazingly well. Thundercats 2011 is an amazing show, and to me, it is superior to the original show. Um, The original show, while great and you know, you could take a lot from it, is still like, you know, written as an 80s cartoon toy commercial. So there's not a ton of allowance for death to happen there like there is with the Voltron show like there is with the Thundercat show where, where like with Voltron it's not being made to sell toys. It's being made because people love Voltron and people want to see more of Voltron. Thundercats 2011 was made to sell toys but was made by people who love the source material and made a fantastic show. Um, Transformers uh, being like my all time favorite uh, eight kids show. Um, I really enjoyed the War for Cybertron. Whether or not it surpasses the original remains to be seen. So it was just six episodes. Um, it was great, and I'm excited for the next chapter to see what they're going to do. So that one remains to be seen as to whether or not there will be a modern GI Joe cartoon. I mean, obviously Drew, you can chime in on this more because GI Joe is much more your passion than it is mine. Um, it seems like Netflix is steering hard into the '80s remakes, so. Um, Hasbro owns G i Joe it, do they not it, yes, they do they yep, do right? yep yep, okay, so I think they've seen the success of transformers what we've got a new action figure line coming out for GI Joe. What do you foresee as far as a new show possibilities
1: It's very hard to say, <clears throat> um, especially because I know that there is still intentions of the cinematic future of G.I. Joe. So, you know, eh, do they want to have those two things going concurrently? I don't know the answer to that, to be honest. It depends what they think the market will bear, I guess. Um, The the Snake Eyes movie is coming out. So, like, you know, as weird as that sounds, that is a thing that is happening. So, um, yeah there could and if it does well then you know i would expect more gi joe theatric well theatrical ha huh? <laughs> gi joe movies um to be coming down the pipe but um as far as a show goes i don't know it's strange like they've always had this kind of two-pronged approach with transformers um to please the g1 fans and whatnot and still have their big you know, Bayhem movies going as well. GI Joe, they, they've never really tried to do that kind of two pronged approach. It feels like it's always kind of been one or the other. So I I don't know. Maybe it's just hard to get uh, interest in a, in a, you know, military kind of themed show in 2020. Um, Whereas robots and, and, you know, that turn into vehicles is kind of an evergreen concept. So I, I don't know. It's hard to say.
0: All right. Cool. Uh Drew. The Mario thirty fifth anniversary was announced today. Mm-hmm. Next year is the Metroid and Zelda thirty fifth anniversary. <laughs> Do you see Nintendo doing something similar to the Mario thirty fifth anniversary? What games would you like to see released with updated graphics?
1: Well, um, I, I would I would this is all gonna be a total fantasy booking and conjecture from here because I can never predict what Nintendo is going to do. Um Zelda collection of some kind would be nice. I don't anticipate them doing any sort of uh remaking or re graphics or anything on the classic classic games. Um although it would be fun if they Again, the, the, I've been keeping up with the Nintendo leak that happened. We talked about that in our last episode, the Giga Leak or whatever you want to call it. Yep. And assets were mm-hmm. found um, <clears throat> for some kind of Zelda 2 uh, remake that never saw the light of day. So, you know, I, I, I think Zelda 2 is like better than most people. <laughs> I, I enjoy it um, more than most people. So um, I I would not mind nintendo giving that game another crack and maybe you know throw some new graphics on it or don't i mean even just re-release it with a uh, some quality of life improvements or you know maybe like a you know i don't know a map or some some a better translation for instance would certainly help so people aren't totally confused by the guy who says i am error <laughs> um things like things like that but um I, I don't know. So anyway, I guess what what I what do I ideally want a Zelda collection to be? It would be um, Zelda one, two, Link to the Past, um, which they did before actually when they put out uh, there's a there's a GameCube disc with those games on it. Um, so they could re-release that if if they it. But I think fans obviously are going to want Ocarina. Um, a loud a loud contingent of fans are going to want Majora's Mask. Those people are weird but we have to we have to acknowledge them um so we have to give them something so um yeah i don't i i don't think nintendo is going to give people like a um exhaustive collection of every zelda game ever on a disc it's just not going to happen um so that maybe yeah. they'll maybe they'll approach it the way they approach the mario one and they'll just give you like ocarina majora's mask and oh would they would they give you also uh wind waker and twilight princess as well on in in a collection like that i don't know that seems like a lot of stuff on on one disc that they could sell individually for this you know 60 bucks a pop and and get so (laughs) i really don't know um how to parse that out um I'm I'm sure they will do some kind of collection for the Zelda 35th, for sure, though. I just don't know how they're going to break it up or what games they'll include or not include and how much work will will they put into, you know, quote-unquote updates and things like that. I could actually see them doing something like bringing the Ocarina and Majora's Mask 3DS um, remasters to the Switch. I I could maybe see that. But I, I, you're not going to get an HD... For everyone that thinks they're going to get some kind of magical HD Ocarina remaster a la Final Fantasy VII Remake or whatever, that's never going to happen. So just get it out of your mind now. Not happening. Uh, for a Metroid 35th anniversary, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that Nintendo is actually going to do nothing at all. And um, then, you know, not comment on it when asked about it. So, Because that's how they treat Metroid, basically. And Metroid fans. So I expect nothing. Um, At the very least, maybe, just maybe, we'll get Metroid Prime Trilogy Collection on Switch, which we already had on the Wii, but, I mean, because it already exists in some format, that's pretty easy just to rebadge it and put it on the Switch, I would think. So, you know, that's a low-effort thing they could do. But again, I expect very little, because, oh, Metroid is like the black sheep of the Nintendo uh, IP and it shouldn't be, because it's so great. But what are you going to do? It's already cool.
0: <laughs> is, it, is it cool? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's,
0: it's room temperature. Prime, prime 4 um, is
1: somewhere in the ether. Somewhere.
0: Somewhere indeed. Okay, so that does it for the emails. Thank you everyone who sent them in. We really appreciate them. Uh, moving on to the news. Uh, so I think we'll start with the, the obvious, unfortunate and move on to the other stuff. Uh, was it last week, the week before... Time Link? has no meaning anymore, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, obviously... Recently, as you all know, I came across a newswire that Chadwick Boseman, the actor who portrayed T'Challa, the Black Panther, Jackie Robinson, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, and a number of other roles, uh, passed away due to a battle with colon cancer. Uh, This was an astonishing blow, not just to fans of Marvel films or fans of his work, but to people in general um who could just see this man's passion and joy for his art and how much um it meant to him to uh, be of purpose and not just be another actor um I, the,
1: just listing those roles that you that you just did i i it's it's astonishing the roles he he took on like those are like <laughs> My God, those are huge figures in history. And he's, yeah. he played
0: all of them. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Yeah, any, any one of those would be a career milestone. Yeah. Um, obviously, the, this has been a, a very heavy blow to the, to the black community. Um, to us all, really, but more so to them. As he was such a strong voice for so many things, um, I can't. I can't speak to that. I don't. It's not. I don't feel it's my place to speak to that. Um, but I, I feel it should definitely be acknowledged. Um, it. Uh, I think it was Saturday. I think ABC uh, ran Black Panther. Without any commercials, and afterwards there was a a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, and you know Julie and I watched that after the fact. You can watch it on Hulu. Um, Just search like Chadwick Boseman will come up. I believe it's called Chadwick Chadwick Boseman Tribute to a King, and it was just it was so lovingly done, and just the the pain of this loss was really really felt um and you know obviously you know we feel this pain because we we loved him as black panther um what what really gets me about this what really really like seriously moves me to tears is is the kids is is these kids who are growing up in this time where everything around them is just going so horrible and the world is on fire. And now like one of their heroes is gone, if not their number one hero. And like you see the pictures of the kids doing the, the funeral with the action figures around it and doing the Wakanda forever with our arms. And like, you know, Drew, you and I have been fortunate to grow up and have a lot of our heroes, you know, Stanley, God bless him, left the foot, led a full life. And when he, when he left us, obviously we were sad, but you know, we were, we were fulfilled by him and he did what he was came here to do. Like we still have Mark Hamill. We still have, you know, so many others that we've been able to grow up with. And now these kids, they don't get to have that. Yeah. yeah. And that, that just, I'm sorry, man, that breaks my heart because, uh, I just, it's, it's not, I said to Julie, it's not that I want good things to start happening. I'm at the point now where I just want bad things to stop happening. I, I and totally like understand. my heart, my heart just goes out to these kids who who've been robbed of that hero yeah
1: i i i echo everything you said man it's it's terrible and unexpected you know uh he 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 kept it pretty much very private kept it to himself um and uh just shocking shocking loss and especially when you consider like the the (sighs) the infinitely bright future that, you know, was coming, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I I hate, I I hate to reduce everything back to like the Marvel stuff, but like, my God, you know, you just had Chris Evans and Robert Downey both step aside their, their roles at the top of, of, of this. And who did that leave to be the, the, the man? I mean, clearly it was going to be, it was going to be black Panther, you know? And Chadwick Boseman yeah. is Black Panther. Like he, and he could, and it's not like he was unproven. Like, you know, before his movie came out, maybe you we, we could not fathom that idea, but then Black Panther came out and we all like lost our minds at how awesome it was. And then it suddenly was like, yeah. I can easily see this, this character and this guy being the face of this for the next 10 years or whatever. And now that won't happen. And that's, you know, yeah. That's a bummer as a fan, but also just the, as a man. Like my God, forty three is just way too young, way, way too young, uh, to be taken off this planet, man. So it's it's just tragic. It's just so tragic, and I I feel yeah, you, I, mean, f- I feel you about the kids, though. I you know, for for so many people, Black Panther is like he's like he's like the he's like Batman eighty nine now. You know what I mean? Like it's that level. Yeah. It's that level of like cultural impact and um that guy's gone that's that's just inconceivable i i'm still like a week late so it's, it's been almost a week now and like i'm still just like my god you you know i see a picture of him like that wait he's that guy's gone what uh, what is going on uh yeah i i feel you about the the bad news like any any time you know <laughs> any time now 2020 we're we'll wait um please stop and the the yeah Yeah. without getting i don't want to yeah let let us hope that things in 2021 do uh improve but i mean i don't assume that things are going to magically just change because the calendar flips so here's hoping for the best for everything man because it's uh, how much more are we gonna how much
0: more can the world take Yeah. So. I mean, there's obviously, like I said, it's been some time. We really can't say anything more that hasn't already been said by, you know, people who are much more qualified than we are to, to say them. Um, so obviously, if you were a fan, our hearts go out to you. You know, we're all feeling this loss together. And, you know, but we are still blessed to have his work. You know, we still we still have what he left us you know, I, I watched I watched Black Panther with William the other day, and I would actually forgotten like how different it was from so many things that Marvel was doing, and how great it was. And that wasn't just because like you know he passed away, and you know I was looking at through rose colored goggles. It was no, it was, that movie is legitimately in the top five Marvel films of all time. And that's a, that's a deep cut bench too. Um, so yeah. So let's move on now to, uh, some stuff that we could talk about with a, with a, with a smile and then we can laugh about a little bit maybe and, and stuff we we're normally here for, which is, uh, you know, the, the geek culture stuff and whatnot. So a couple weeks back, about two weeks ago now, DC did their fandom. Now, before we get into what was actually shown and talked about at the Fandome, I want to talk about the, the execution of the Fandome itself. Uh, this is something I didn't have a lot of, like, really uh, desire to partake in going into because, you know, obviously week before they just had massive, you know, workforce layoff, quarter uh, a third of their workforce laid off. And so going into it, there's definitely a sense of, like, DC fandom. We're still here, kind of, um, but I feel that it was executed really well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, 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 I'm not, I I would like to see Marvel follow suit. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just going to say.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely, uh, they, they, I had no idea what to expect out of such an event, but people got up for it in a big, bad way, and uh, it seems like everyone had a really, really good time with it. And, um, you know, I think uh, if Marvel was paying attention, they'd be they'd be wise to maybe consider doing something like that. Yeah, it was
0: just I mean, obviously, we don't know when Comic-Cons are going to happen again or whatnot. But this, this seems to be smart. You know, you put on your own thing. You have the room virtualism maybe to yourself to show whatever you want. And they showed a ton of stuff. You know, and it was just, I I tip my hat to them. It was done very well, and I hope that Marvel and other entities follow suit Mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. Um, So now, getting on to uh, what was shown, we'll just quickly shoot through a couple of the smaller things. Obviously, we already talked about the Suicide Squad movie trailer that was shown. There was actually a preview shown for a new Suicide Squad game being done by Rocksteady. Yeah. And it looks I mean, obviously we didn't see any gameplay, but it looks interesting. Uh so the Suicide Squad, there's like this big battle going on. I believe it's Metropolis. And the Suicide Squad are there just whatnot, hanging around doing stuff. And at the end of the game, the whole point of it is like Brainiac has invaded and has taken over at least Superman. We don't know if it's the rest of the Justice League, so he's controlling them. So the interesting thing is you're playing as a Suicide Squad and you're trying to take down Superman yeah. and Brainiac. So, okay, show, show me something different. We'll see where this goes. Rocksteady is a good uh, track record with superhero games. So we'll, uh, we'll see we'll see what they can do. There's nothing that I saw that immediately makes me want to go out and buy it, as it was mostly just cinema scenes. But the the concept is interesting. Oh, and Samoa Joe is voicing King Shark.
1: I mean, that's cool. Um, I can I can we can we stop with the, with the with the Superman being evil in in these mass media, uh, things like. <laughs> Can he just be a good guy in any of this stuff? Is that, is that asking for a lot? Like why, why, why is that such a tall order?
0: Why, why? Your point is not invalid.
1: I, I'm getting kind of tired of it, to be honest with you. He's a, he's a dour, murdering psychopath in, in the movies. Uh, now we have to be evil in a game. The whole injustice franchise is built on the idea that Superman's evil now. Like, okay, I'll tell you what, how about we just try and make a really, really, really good, positive, lasting image of Superman on the big screen or in a mass media thing and let that be the thing for a while. Cause you know, cause cause this whole dark, dark Superman bad thing is, is really rubbing me the wrong way. No,
0: I get it. And I agree. Um, yeah, you're you're not wrong. That aside, the game uh, looks fine. Right. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. It's, it's yeah. whatever. Go for so, it. So, and then we also got a new Batman ish game announced. Uh, the game is called Gotham Knights. And the trailer that they release is basically Batman has apparently either died or has vanished and Gotham is left to Nightwing, Batgirl, Robin, and Red Hood. Um, I, I know when the trailer first dropped, Alan didn't seem too crazy about it because he felt, you know, in the Batman. As we're going to discuss in a couple moments, I am very hungry for a different take on the lore, and this is that you're telling me you're giving me a Batman game that doesn't have Batman in it, and these normally supporting characters are the main characters? That's interesting to me. I would like to try that out.
1: Yeah. yeah, It's
0: fine. Go for it. Give me something different. Um. So, yeah. That was that. I can't think of any other smaller things. Okay, so... The three big things we got were the first one we got is a trailer for Wonder Woman eighty four. Um, it looks still looks decent, looks yeah. good. The whole like swinging on lightning bolts, whereas yeah, it's kind of a cool visual, but like I like cool visuals with purpose and whatnot. <laughs> like either either let Wonder Woman fly or give her the invisible jet. I don't need her to be Greek Spider Man. <laughs> yeah,
1: I I, uh, I feel you there, but I think they're just throwing yeah. caution to the wind, and they're list, let's let's just go with whatever's fun. And there's yeah, you know, hey, you know what? You, you go for it, whatever whatever works for you. DC.
0: Christian uh, Wig looks great as Cheetah. Yeah, uh, we got like some legit Cheetah footage. Uh, the, the Alex Ross inspired armor looks kind of cool. Um, obviously a lot of the humor is going to be directed from the Steve Trevor displaced in time in the eighties. Um, that looks to uh, parachute pants. Is everybody parachuting now? <laughs> um, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Love the first one and look forward to another one. Uh, so, we're gonna we're gonna move on. We're going we, we started a little high. Now we're gonna go way down low. But then mm. we're gonna come back up again. So Drew, we got a first full teaser for the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. I don't I don't care. <laughs> now, now Drew, this I'm whole, gonna
1: say this whole thing is just ridiculous. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Whoever put this trailer together needs to be fired. Carl. Because you know he aside, cut that himself.
1: You know he cut that trailer himself. You know he
0: did. Aside, aside from the whole fact that it's Zack Snyder's Justice League, Snyder Cut, what have you, this is just a god awful trailer. Yes, it's terrible. Yes, and yeah, you're right. It's got his fingerprints all over it because he used the same cover of Hallelujah that he used in Watchmen. He's trolling. Didn't he is, fit there. It's terrible. Right.
1: He's literally trolling the audience. I yeah, I don't know
0: true.
1: why. Well, no, I do know why, because it's very on brand for him to do that. I'm just gonna leave I don't want to get too into Zack Snyder's uh philosophical leanings, but yeah, it's very on brand for him to troll the audience.
0: Yeah, it's just like the structure of the trailer kind of killed any interest I had in actually seeing this. And there there is some interest there. I do want to see what the different version was. And was it, you know, better or worse than what we got, you know? If it's if if it was coming if it was coming to theaters, I wouldn't see it. If it was, you know, coming direct to video on something that had to buy, I wouldn't see it. But it's coming to a subscription service I already have, so I will watch it. They've confirmed it's going to be a four part uh one hour each event, really milking that cow. Um we saw what they are calling Dark Side. And, uh so yeah, that was that. That's, and that's,
1: that was terrible. That's, I like when you're trying to like get me hyped by like, oh look, it's Superman in the black suit. Like I don't care. I it was yeah. it was dumb then. I don't care about it now. Like, d- uh, And then did you see him on Twitter? Did you did you see that tweet that he that he wrote to somebody?
0: I I haven't seen a lot of Twitter lately. So okay, let me say no.
1: Oh. Ah. Uh, I'm going to pull it up. It has to I'm 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 bringing it in because this guy is is this you want to know how you know that this is the wrong guy to be handling the DC universe? So someone um uh, tweeted that the trailer looks kind of like the same movie and with just deleted scenes from the marketing campaign but otherwise just alternate takes of existing stuff which is a harmless enough tweet of an of an opinion right Zack snyder replies you to this to this critic who wrote the the original tweet says you said you enjoyed the theatrical cut of justice league like you enjoy your saturday morning cartoons well this is made for grown-ups so you're not in the demographic carl did you know this is made for grown-ups it's made for grown-ups carl
0: what what gave it away the the murderous characters or the cartoonist constant butt shots or
1: grown-ups because nothing yeah. says grown-ups like like a guy in a bat costume and and uh you know uh, wish fulfillment characters and, and a light-hearted or goofball who runs around real fast grown-ups or
0: a guy, who talks, guy who talks to fish grown-ups Grown this, up. this is
1: grown-up stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's
1: not great. if I can, if and if I can just elaborate briefly on that point a little bit, this is the problem, chiefly with DC Comics, but Marvel's not innocent either. This is the problem with with again, I said mainly with DC because it is mainly this has been their. Go to aesthetic for a while, and I think we've talked about this here and there before. Yep. Stop with the gratuitous violence and 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 edgy for the sake of edgy. Trying to be the cool, you know, it's little brother syndrome. Okay, Marvel has been doing their thing since the '60s, and DC has just had this perpetual like well but we're cool but we're cool too so you know just all the string of decisions like this and marvel's again marvel does it too but they never marvel never feels like they're like chasing and for dc it always feels like they do these things to try and like drum up attention to take the shine to, to like bring the spotlight back on them. And it's like, dude, you don't have to make Superman into a murderous rampaging monster and have gratuitous sex and violence in all of your comics and now by extension your movies to get attention. Like you have good stuff. Just just do the good stuff and make it appealing to more people. Because this, this I I I'm just I'm Uh, You know, I liked edgy, gratuitous stuff too, when I was in high school, you know, and then I grew up and I realized that that's like, you know, it's got its place, but it's really not an enduring thing. And I think that ship might've, I, I don't even know, man. I think that ship might be, that ship has sailed because like they've been doing, they've been doing this for so long. But there's generations of fans now that that's that's the those are the the versions of the characters they know. We might never get a bright, optimistic Superman back ever again.
0: We uh, we have it in the comics, but that's those are the comics. Um. Yeah. No. I. It's not not DC. Not everything has to be Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns. Right. Right. Just, we've we've had a good long period of time where the deconstruction of the superhero mythos has been a thing. Let's let's have some reconstruction. What do you say?
1: <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> let's put God. this thing
0: back together.
1: Those books came out thirty four years ago. Yep. <laughs> like okay.
0: So yeah. Grown ups. Speaking of dark and gritty, (laughs) okay. As we move on to granted a higher note from where we are, we got the first look um, unexpectedly. So I didn't think that they were going to drop a teaser for this um, at the Batman.
1: Uh huh. Uh, Here's
0: where I have to
1: here's where I have to walk back some of the things I just said.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Matt Reeves the Batman, Um, and this is it seems different but same at the same time now here's the thing well let me just let me me just clarify my
1: statement then i'll let you talk about it because i i said a lot for a while so uh, my only my only caveat to my darkness and and all that business uh plot my the only caveat i will give to that point is batman um because his world is kind of messed up and he, it lends itself to this kind of stuff. So I'm going to let it go for Batman. But I just don't think that that aesthetic needs to be the aesthetic that the whole entire DCU needs to be based around. Okay, Like, let Batman be Batman and everyone else be everyone else. And I think that's, that's very okay. There's room, there's, room for, there's room for everybody at the table here. So, that said,
0: the trailer... Um. Go ahead. Um. It it looks good. It looks it looks really good. I am surprised as to how good it looked. Um. But at the same time, given the talent that's involved with it, I probably shouldn't be surprised. Uh, Matt Reeves's Planet of the Apes films are masterful, mm-hmm. and uh, we were definitely looking forward to his take on the character. Um, and it looks great. The, the trailer seemed very different from what we've had in the past. I think a lot of that had to do with the choice of music yeah. for the trailer. Yeah, interesting. They, they went with an actual song and not just orchestra, which is not something that is traditional in a Batman film. um, so, and obviously we have, we got a lot thrown at us. We saw some Batman. We saw some Commissioner Gordon. Jeff Rowe looks awesome as Commissioner Gordon. Yes. Uh, we got some Catwoman, some possibly Riddler, and some surprising Colin Farrell as Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it looks good. And the more I watched it, the more I realized, like if I take away the music aspect of it, the suit, the aesthetic, does seem to be a bit more of the same. Like kind of the next step from the Nolan films. Mm-hmm. They seem like they seem like eighty percent Nolan, twenty percent Burton, which is, can be a good thing. Like you mentioned, Gotham City looks, you know, looks more fantastical. Yeah. Um, I think that's my what thing separates like, us
1: from the Nolan films. Is is yeah. it looks a little more um,
0: not hmm. recognizable as an American city.
1: It looks a little more fantastic overall, the overall aesthetic of it all looks a little more fantastical. Right. And I think Batman um, needs that.
0: Yeah. And I know I totally agree. And like when we saw even when we saw Justice League in the theaters and the the opening, the early opening scenes with Batman and that Gotham City, we're just like, do that more. Um, But like at the same time, like. I feel you can do Batman. Keep him dark, but not have to always be so grim and so gritty like i'm real i find that i'm really hungry for another take on the character not so much like reinventing the wheel but it's been so long since we've had just like a I'd say standard. I don't mean it in a negative way, but just like a standard Batman. No, I feel you. I'm definitely kind of. I'm definitely kind of tired of young Batman. Mm. Um, I I no. miss my my or young Batman or rookie Batman. Um, and you know the only films where we've gotten you know an established Batman. We're like the later films in, in the Burden series, and we we know what what happened with those. Like, you know, give me something where I don't I don't want to hear that his parents died. I know that his parents died, or God forbid, we do Robin.
1: <laughs> well, like everything you're talking. I mean, ba- bear in mind we did get we did get old grizzled Batman in in the Snyder murder verse. Yeah, but that's Snyder. <laughs> I mean, I, it counts though. You know, I I hear you, but it you know, that was not rookie Batman. That was uh, you know, an older established Batman.
0: Okay, let me rephrase. Give me an established Batman in a good film. <laughs> um <laughs> I know what you meant. So yeah, it's like I I think this looks great. I'm looking forward to seeing it, but at the same time, I'm I you know can someone just please put them in the blue and gray? Yeah. And I think you can do that and still make it look good and not make it look cheap.
1: No, I totally agree. Like,
0: Yeah. It could be Navy
1: blue, but yeah, a little blue sheen would help. It
0: can be, it can be dark Navy blue. Do you, I'm not even asking for the yellow bat. Do you like, do you like the Jim Lee Batman? Sure. Sure. Where sure. it's It's still definitively blue and gray, but it's a very muted blue and gray. I'm not looking for like superpowers there or Batman. I just want some. I just I just want something different.
1: Yeah, I feel you. And I wonder. Um, I do. Want, I've seen a lot of um interesting reaction to that trailer. Um, kind of saying saying a lot of the similar things that you just said. Like a, a lot a lot. There's a lot of like, how is this different than the Nolan, you know, stuff? And I I don't know. I think I saw enough in the trailer to differentiate it from the Nolan uh, films uh, and very much so actually. But also on top of that, bear in mind what you saw in that trailer was cut. They've only shot 25% of the movie. Like yeah. COVID shut everything down. So if they, if that's the trailer they come up with for 25% of this movie, like I'm sure there's plenty of things we have not seen that are going to be very intriguing and revelatory, and, you know, we haven't seen everything yet. So I'm going to... Yeah, I don't want to poo-poo
0: it no, too much. No, again, it, it, I'm not trying to poo-poo it. It looks good. It I looks, thought it looks very It looks cool. well fun. But, and I want to see it. And if today, and we got a news story today that it's going to be possibly even longer until we see it because Robert Pattinson has been uh, confirmed to have COVID-19. Hey. So produ- production has shut down again. Okay. Um. So it's projected release date right now is sometime in 2021 knows. Uh, But again, yeah, I do want to see it. Yeah, I want to see it. It looks, it surpassed everything I was expecting in the first preview. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just just saying me personally, I'm not, I'm not one
1: of those people that's mad about the suits. It's whatever. It looks like Batman to me. Uh, I still love the car, and if they are going to, great. if they're gonna, if if they treat this, the tone of the trailer and the general vibe I got from it was more, um, like, seven, you know? Yeah. And if you want to give me a Batman movie, like, seven, where, in, in other words, like, where he's actually being a detective for the duration of the film, I'm okay yeah. with that. <laughs> of course, you yeah. know, he also violently beat the crap out of that one guy so uh i'm sure there's going to be a lot of that as well i just i don't need a batman i'll be honest i don't need a batman movie that's like you know full tilt action romp in fact i don't want that i'd rather have the detective thriller give me the give me the thriller movie um i think that would be more interesting did you ever see that concept art i i I, i'm just on, on a related note Kind of. No, no. Have you ever, have you ever seen that concept art that someone did, and it was like Batman seventy six or something, where it's like a a. Bat- yes. You've seen that, right? Where he's Batman standing yeah. like next to a muscle car, and he's got like a trench coat on. And he's like smoking a cigarette. Get, I,
0: w- give I me would. Give me that.
1: I want comic yeah. book. I want that filmed. Make that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that I've seen that concept stuff. That's that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. that would be incredible anyway, but yeah like, I mean just, can we can we polish off some of the grime? It doesn't all have to be grimy. I'm sure Gotham can afford some sort of sanitary workers to yeah. like a street sweeper I feel, <laughs> you guys got a street sweeper, can you send it through the streets maybe once or twice
1: um fun' just a fun comparison though I have to say that i I did see um in certain circles. And I think you might appreciate it. And I don't know if you thought about it, but I've seen a lot of people comparing what they've seen in the trailer to, um, the crow, the city, uh, the lighting, the visual style, little crow esque. Yeah. And, um, Hey, look, I'd be okay with that.
0: <laughs> at, at a certain point though. And I'm like, I'm definitely getting there with the comics, even though the comics have been really solid the past couple of years at a certain point though we are we are very much past a point where Gotham is is believable as a city that people would actually voluntarily live in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean.
0: I it's know like, what you mean. Like okay. How many times does something terrible have to happen in the city before you decide to move out? Maybe maybe the, maybe
1: Gotham's food scene is
0: just that good. What what are the premiums on life insurance in Gotham City? They got I, it very. That's got to. That's got to be insane. Um, so yeah, the Batman. Yeah, hopefully yeah. twenty twenty-one. Fingers crossed. So yeah, um, I think that about does it for us, sir. Unless you can think of something else.
1: Um. Did you want to discuss the? Mario thirty fifth or are we are we good on that? Oh
0: god, yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about that. I'm so so sorry, folks. We got a whole bunch more stuff for you. Cool. Um, <laughs> I was we we're ending kind of early. I mean, uh, know, so my, yeah, it's almost my bedtime, but whatever. <laughs> Today, uh, Nintendo dropped their second Direct after announcing they're not doing any more Directs, Um, a Mario 35th Anniversary Direct, and they came out with a whole ton of products, Drew. Uh, There's some stuff in here that I'm excited about, and some stuff that, thinking a little bit more on, I think could have been maybe done a little bit better. Mm. Um, But let's go over what we're getting. We are getting a Game Watch re-release system, the original Nintendo handheld. Yeah. Uh, what what do you call that? What's the technical name for that original screen uh, that was in there? Pre- everything was like pre-printed on there and only certain things lit up. I mean, that was um, an
1: LCD screen, was it not? Um, I, I mean, I I don't know. I know. I mean, I know what you are saying. I just, what, what you yeah. call that kind of so, screen. It's called, I'm looking it up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an LCD screen, liquid crystal display.
0: Okay. So, their original handheld system was kind of one of those LCD screens where the uh, stuff was kind of pre-printed on there on the screen, and only certain portions lit up corresponding with the gameplay. Um, They are reissuing the the Game Watch system with the original Super Mario Bros., installed on it
1: um and with a whole new full color lcd screen
0: right right yeah yeah. it's like full like you get the full eight bit treatment um and it's functions as a watch
1: it does with its own with its own little bells and whistles to that apparently there's 35 different little easter eggs in it
0: right so cool little thing Yeah, yeah yeah i'm it's a I mean for you know, a collectible
1: that's that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so there's that um well I think I think everyone everything uh we're getting I'm trying to go from least to least to greatest Well, We got Mario All-Star. All-Stars
1: on the online um uh Super Nintendo store today.
0: Yes, the Super Nintendo Super Mario All-Stars which is Super Mario Brothers 1 2 3 and actual 2.
1: That's correct. The Japanese um, two. Um the real the, two.
0: Yeah, the real two, not the one point five we got in America. <laughs> um but, but folks, if you ever want to hate yourself, try playing that two. Yeah, you're old. Oh, right. <laughs> they they showed us mercy in giving us what we got as our two. Um, just when you think a mushroom is safe. Know. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. Um so yeah, that if you have the Nintendo Online service, you can play that for free right now. Uh, so one of the one of the other things they announced was the uh, Mario we'll Kart. Uh, yes, Mario Kart uh, Live was it? Mario Kart Real Live? Mario Kart Home? Something or other? Yeah. So, okay. So basically, this is what they're doing. Home they're taking a remote, Okay. They're they're taking a remote-controlled car, which is Mario, and the Mario Kart. And Luigi. Mount, and Luigi. You can get a Mario or a Luigi. They're mounting a camera to it. And you drive the car around, but you drive it around with a Switch while playing a Mario Kart game. So it's kind of like an augmented reality. It's an augmented
1: reality game.
0: Yeah. That's incredible. So you're... Yeah. I mean,
1: it's it, it's it's something so outside of the box. I never would have thought of it, but when you think about it, it's like that's an that's a incredibly wild and rather brilliant use of of AR when you think about it.
0: I like the the tech that they're working with, the thing that they're doing. I don't like the application that they're applying it to. Okay? Because we when, we when think about like, okay, a remote control car When you're playing with a remote control car, you actually want to see the car and see it driving around and do stuff like that. When you're playing a Mario Kart game, you want to play a Mario Kart game where you have these insane tracks where you're defying gravity and doing loops and all that. That's like three quarters of the fun in a Mario Kart game is the tracks. So if you're taking that and putting it into something that the track is my living room, I know what my living room looks like. that's not very you know I can't defy gravity in that and on top of that, I can't pay attention to the actual r c car. I can't see that driving around as I'm driving it well, you're, so, you're you're seeing it you're seeing what it sees so you're you know yeah, you're seeing what it sees on the screen, but I can't like look away from the screen and actually check out the car driving around. Because I have to keep my eyes on the screen, because I am in that race. Um, so, like, I li- again, I like the tech, and I really want them to do other things with that. I just don't like this particular application. I don't think, like, I like the i, I like the idea on paper, but when you sit down and look at it practically, I, I don't think it works as well. And especially for people like you and myself, we're never going to be able to have this thing, no, because we have dogs. The children. Yeah. But if we make one lap, that's a victory.
1: I I like it though for the kids that are gonna get to play it. I I might not be able to, but I think if I were a kid now and that sort of thing was available, that would just blow my mind and that would be like super fun. So uh, I, I, I I like I, I like things like that.
0: I would like to see them take this concept and mix it with something like Labo.
1: Funny you should I mention think, Labo. Uh, a friend of mine. There. A friend of mine has a five-year-old, and um, yeah. she got, she got their five-year-old uh, some Labo kits, and like, yeah, that kid loves that. Like, they had a blast doing that stuff. So for that's a, cool. such a wild idea, and that's—I feel like, yeah, that was the whole point. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, that, that's kind of what, like, what I'm getting. That's kind of what I'm getting at. I think we both said when when Labo came out, you know, this isn't for me, but I think it's cool. Yeah, And that's kind of how I feel about the cards and too. I like, that, I, yeah, I think that's kind of the extent of what we're saying here. I just want—I would like to see this in a different application than what they're putting it into like if i think if you mix this with labo you can come up with something really really cool so we got that we got the mario kart and then we got a lot of uh welcomed reissues we're getting uh super mario world 3d on the switch this game was originally released on the wii u 3d world uh, 3D World.
1: And I'm just going to go then, ahead and drop this on you. That is one of the best Mario games ever made.
0: I found it a, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I found it a little too easy. 3D World? Did you? Yeah, complete? I think I made my way through it in about a week. Did you complete
1: it with every character? Did you unlock Rosalina?
0: After I finished the story, I, I, I was like, okay, that's I did the story. Mm, I, I was mean, not a, I was not a completist for that game, um, but I by no means a bad game.
1: No, I thought uh, that, that's when I say it. I mean, yeah. you're talking about a Mario game. I'm, I can't go by the story. I just I can go by the level design and the you know the overall challenge. And I thought that one was top. It's that is a top tier Mario title.
0: Yeah, and so and now we're getting. It's not just a reissue of this. We're getting a little something extra. It's a, yeah. it's Super Mario 3D World Plus. Bowser's Rage.
1: Now that, I don't know what that is, so um, that, that kind of caught my attention.
0: Yeah, so obviously it looks very dour. Bowser's Fury. Jeez, uh, even Nintendo is going <laughs> yeah. for Oh no, <laughs> oh, oh, oh no. No, <laughs> um, no. Not you too, Mario. That's okay with Metroid, not with anything yeah, else. that's Exactly, that's uh, correct. So, we're getting that. We are getting... Uh what else are we getting before we get to oh super we're getting Super Mario thirty five. Oh good God. Drew. <laughs> that looks kinda nutty. This looks awesome. If you remember like Tetris ninety nine when yeah, we first saw it. I was all about we're that sure. Like, okay, and then we actually sat down and started to play. We're like, oh good golly. Yeah, yeah. This is what Tetris always needed to be. <laughs> and I never knew I wanted this until you've given it to me. Drew, have you ever won a match in Tetris 99? I've come
1: close. I've never won. My
0: wife, Julie, has won four times. That's four more than me, dude. And, and I'm not going to lie, Drew, I feel like lesser of a man because of it. <laughs>
1: hey, my wife beat Zelda one, and I, I still never have. So, there's... there's I, can,
0: I, cannot, I cannot claim to be the best gamer in my own house. That that title rests solely on, on my wife. Um, so yeah, so super Mario 35, it's you playing classic ish super Mario brothers one against 35 other people. And like in Tetris, when you finish lines, you send them to another player in this, when you, uh, beat an enemy, that enemy goes to another player's screen. So you kill a Koopa, you're sending that Koopa off to another player's screen they have to deal with mm-hmm. and this just looks like it's going to be insane
1: yeah, like i I foresee a lot of frustration, but a lot but a lot of challenge and a lot of uh you know thrilling thrilling victories or or at least uh close to victories
0: yeah, at least it's not super mario ninety nine because that <laughs> would just be matheistic um. So, an interesting thing about this, though, it comes out October 1st. Yeah, this is all dropping only, like imminently. Yeah, th- that was a really nice thing about this, is that everything is coming out by spring of next year at the earliest, or at the latest. Um, it's coming out October 1st, but it's only playable until March 31st. Yeah. So I this don't... is an on- online-only game. There's going to be no physical release for it. Drew, has Nintendo ever done anything like this?
1: The timed thing? Um, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, k- kind of, but you have to go back to a much different time in Japan um, with the thing called the Satellaview, where the Famicom hooked up to a satellite service, where you could get timed content, and like, games were on schedules and that kind of thing. Um, like, like daily, weekly schedules. That So you know, kind of, I don't know the exact reasoning behind the timed nature of this release. Maybe they're just kind of putting it out there to see how people receive it. And then if it does gangbusters, they'll keep it around longer. Um, I think, I feel like Tetris 99 was supposed to be kind of a limited time thing too. And then eventually just caught on and now it just lives on in perpetuity. So maybe the Mario will do the same. I just, I don't know. It is a curious, uh, I mean, it's, it it, timing is an issue with all of this stuff, to be honest, because, um, I don't know if it's the case for, um, 3d world plus, but for the new all-star collection, which we're going to talk about in a second, um, they're only selling that until March.
0: Well, that's. I thought that was just a physical retail copy.
1: Yeah, but isn't that weird? I think it's digital as well, is, actually. That... They're like, you get it while you can, because apparently it's going to be vaulted after after March. Um, Nintendo's adopting a bit of that Disney strategy, and I don't know if I like that.
0: No, I don't like that either. But as you mentioned, we are getting a new Super Mario All Stars collection, a yes. Super Mario All Stars 3D, correct? Which, we, which we get uh, the revolutionary Super Mario 64, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, arguably the greatest Mario game ever made. You stop that, and but go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, Drew, I'm particularly excited about this because I never got to play Super Mario Galaxies.
1: So oh, dude, it's I'm fantastic. So I'm
0: definitely picking this up solely for that.
1: Galaxy's another one. And
0: the, and the joy of rediscovering Super Mario Sunshine.
1: Yeah, Galaxy's another one. Top, top tier. Absolute top tier. Um, I, I would be remiss if I did not uh, say I'm a little confused and bummed out that they seem to be throwing galaxy two under the bus here um why, why one and not the other why not both but here we are so whatever um maybe they dislike the 3d3 game kind of symmetry uh okay fair enough but i mean i feel like they really should have included both but whatever i i like this collection very much um and I'm sure there's a very vocal contingent on the internet that's probably angry that they didn't update the graphics on uh, 64 to be, you know, up to modern standard. But I, I you know, don't care. <laughs> um, there's a the charm to it all, and I'm fine with that. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. That's, a, that's a cool, it's yeah. a nice collection. I do like those games. Um, Sunshine, maybe a little bit less. But, hey, maybe I'll rediscover some some love for it on another playthrough.
0: So great. So much fun. Um Mario with the jetpack, but yeah. it's a water pack. It's uh, uh-huh. great. Um so yeah, whereas you mentioned that the games are not this is not an H D remaster, but the visuals have been polished.
1: Well, I mean they've they re uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They upscaled them to a modern resolution. Yeah. Let's put it that way.
0: So whereas we were kinda of discussing this in our our chat earlier today, none of these games are a remake. No. As much as they are reissues. And That's I correct. think ultimately we're happy on that end because when you you remake something, you take a great risk of losing what made it magical in the first place. And as I said in the chat, looking at you, Final Fantasy seven. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. When when you do a reissue like this, you just kind of put it out as it was because it was great as it was. Maybe you polish up visuals here and there a little bit, but don't completely overhaul. Maybe you make a slight tweak here and there to gameplay to improve the experience. And as I said in chat, looking at you, camera for Super Mario
1: 64.
0: <laughs> uh, but to be fair, there was no... 3d game at that time with a good camera that's no that's took it seemed that took a while for everybody to get a handle on in 3d games
1: the fact that um, the fact that 64 works as well as it did is a small miracle
0: yeah uh so what else did we get we got a bunch of like little things here and there like there's a bunch of products coming out there's gonna be a super mario themed Splatfest and splatoon 2 yeah yeah um Coming out, so you know Julie's excited about that. But as far as games go, that's kind of that's it, right? That's it. That's what yep. We got yep. All right, so good time. I'm here We've for got it. Got some stuff to to play and revisit. Um,
1: and it does. Be, and then I'm glad Alan actually brought up the prospect of what next year will bring with Zelda and Metroid. Um, that 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 does certainly give us something to think about. But like I said, I. Don't have a lot of high hopes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think they'll do something nice with Zelda. Zelda Zelda will be treated nicely. Metroid. (sighs) (sighs) Hey, really quick question before we wrap up here. Mm -hmm. Did you ever play that new that wrestling game they put on Super Nintendo? The, The 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 the. I, I know. Super Nintendo I've
1: never online actually, thing. Yeah, I've never actually played it, but um, have you?
0: I I gave it a, a quick try and? and got thoroughly thrashed. Okay, but it seems to be like a, a good sixteen bit uh, Nintendo game. I just gotta like find some controls for it and see how it plays and whatnot. Cool. So, cool. but Go definitely. Excuse me. Oh, I feel it. Definitely you, buddy. worth definitely worth exploring. Um. So, yeah, that now, I believe, does it.
1: Uh, I am going to say, has anything happened in the last (laughs) hour and a half
0: that we absolutely have to talk about? I mean, Drew, it's it's 2020, so it's entirely possible that the answer to that is is yes. Yeah, Um, really. Did anyone else die? Yeah. We're getting Mandalorian season two on October 30th. I that's, mean, we kind of knew it was going to be in October, but now we have a date. That's good news. I'm happy about that. Uh, I Sony think and good. Amazon portland talks for multiple Marvel TV series, including Silk. I, I'd, I'd rather they not.
1: I don't care.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we're good. We are good. So, folks, as always, we appreciate you joining us and hanging out with us. Um, if you would like to reach out to us, talk to us, send us some comments, send us some questions, you can do so at the following locations. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at DevilsDupod. You can like our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash DevilsDupod. You can email us at the TheDevilsDupod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, thedevilsduepodcast dot com. Drew, that being said, any closing thoughts?
1: Um, no, no, no. Just uh, do your best out there, folks. Keep your keep your heads up. I'm. Yeah,
0: it's it's been a it's been a bummer couple weeks, more so than normal, um, but just keep keep pushing forward as, as as a wise man once said forward always never back um, I think it really there is only one way to close the show this week and that is to simply say Wakanda forever
1: Wakanda forever